some kind of cop. Much like the episode we'll be discussing today, this podcast will probably end with someone falling down the stairs. Everybody, pile on into Mackie's Clubhouse. I'm Kevin. I'm Larry. And I imagine you'll just be running out to, like, go hang out with the trash cans and you'll just, like, fall down your porch steps or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's only three. There's only three steps. Oh, okay. Yeah, from the deck. It won't be quite as bad of a fall. Yeah, it's not not that big deal. (laughs) Let's be honest. After I have, you know, seven or eight beers, I usually fall down those anyway. (laughs) It's just that that's a normal Wednesday for me. Even if you weren't planning on going outside, somehow you end up out there. Yeah. (laughs) It's a a quiet little nook, my little corner of the world, where I can just go back and be alone. (laughs) Have a beer. Just you and X-23. But not now, Jank, because it's cold as fuck here. It's like, you know, 22 degrees or 30 degrees. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Fucking 27 January. here right now. Yeah, fucking. I snow yesterday. Where's this fucking climate change and all <laughs> this shit they keep talking about? Like, I get it. It's, you know, I guess it's not snowing as much as it used to, but it ain't fucking warm. Nope. Sure ain't. I don't give a fuck. Like, snow, not snow. Cold's fucking cold. Like, I, I need the goddamn <laughs> fucking heat, man. Yeah, you're living in the wrong city for that. Yeah. You gotta head south. It's so gray here. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Um, man uh, we're Inside. On, yeah, Man Inside. Season 5, Episode 7. Yeah. I guess it's uh, called Man Inside because Ronnie has butt sex and he has a man inside his butt. Yes. I was surprised they went this road. Yeah. yeah. It's a strange one to, to spring on you in season five, but they went there. You know there. what else I thought was weird? It, it, like, Ronnie slit his jeans instead of pulling them down. Like, he just <laughs> he kind of just cut his back with, a, like, a pocket knife. I don't know. It was weird to me, but whatever. Trying Ronnie, to make his own assless chaps. Yeah, kind of. But he was, yeah, like jorts <laughs> for butt sex. I don't know. Uh, the original air date on this was... Uh, February 21st, 2006, directed by Dean White. Uh, mm. I think this is the fourth episode he's directed of this uh, series so far. I think he did six in total. I think this is number four. But we know him from, like, he did a bunch of, it's all TV stuff, like The 100 he did a bunch of and that kind of shit. But I don't think he has any movie creds. Oh, that hurts. Kicking the pants. Not really. I mean, this is a solid <laughs> episode, man. <laughs> yeah. It is. Damn good. It's very good. Um, this one was written by Adam E. Fierro, who we know, um, and Emily Lewis, who is a newcomer. Um, I, I guess I, I heard on the commentary she was, like, uh, somehow involved with the show. <laughs> like, I don't know if she was, like, a PA or something, but she was she had been part of the S.H.I.E.L.D family in some form or another for a while but i guess they just decided hey we'll give you a shot at trying to write <laughs> like uh <laughs> you know uh stanley spakowski and <laughs> yeah uhf yeah, you want to be on tv yeah shows yeah, yours now <laughs> he was the janitor and then he became like the number one star <laughs> that ain't bad you gotta wonder, like, this is, uh, at least, I would say, by this point, Anime Fierro and, uh, what's her name, Elizabeth Kraft, have to be dating, and now they're like, here, you write with this other woman. She's gotta be like, what the hell's going on here? I don't like this. Menage a pen. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> yeah. He's writing cuckolding her. 
Um, all right, so you remember that guy Merton? You remember Merton, the piano playing guy that was on Chat Roulette? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> all right, so anyways, uh, the game opens with a, <laughs> they're playing softball. Yeah, the show opens with a yeah softball game. Yeah, it's weird because uh, on the IMDb, like uh, the picture is Vic in his like softball shirt or whatever. <laughs> um, yep, I saw that. And I was That's like, a good. I can see why they would go with that, because what other episode could that be? Like, they don't play a lot of softball. <laughs> Might as well pick an image. You know, if you just show Vic in a T-shirt, it's like, oh, yeah, we've seen that. That could be any episode. Yeah. But you show him in softball uniform, you're like, oh, yeah, I know what it is. <laughs> I see. I didn't. Like, I looked at the picture. I'm like, what the fuck is he wearing? <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, he had that green shirt on a couple of seasons ago. But what's Ooh. going on in this episode? <laughs> but, yeah, it's just him playing softball. Yep. Um, Farmington division is going up against, uh, I forget where it was, but the other guys oh, worked The at. Olympic squad? Yeah, Olympic, Olympic, that's it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Farmington, their big game. Lem has a hit, you know, gets the, drives the winning run in. Shane runs the catcher right the fuck over, and they <laughs> yeah. win, and the fight breaks out. And what a dick move by Shane. Well, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? He's like, I tripped. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what he says. I um, it's pretty great because like they all start fighting. It's a huge brawl, and like somebody ends up grabbing a shotgun. You're <laughs> like, oh god, what the hell? I hear you. Like, what are you gonna game. do? Shoot a guy over your know, fucking softball game? Is this beer league? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. You're taking this a little too far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they got another trophy that Kavanaugh can try to bug at some point. Probably. There you go. Yeah. That's because they end up winning. So, I don't know. The team that lost, the Olympic team, they need help with a case or something. Yeah, the guy. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad that they brought this guy in finally, because they mentioned him last season, if you remember, when uh, Vic was trying to get that job as like the citywide crime detail, and then he's like, or uh, remember Glenn Close told him, oh, Paul Reyes took that, and Vic was like, oh, oh. <laughs> yes, yeah, I did Paul not. Reyes. I so absolutely leading. do not remember that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. That's why. Yep, this is that guy. That's why you're here. <laughs> that's why you're here. I remember the little nuggets they dropped last last season. Yeah. <laughs> um, where are we at here? So, yeah, they need help with the case. So, I don't know. They, I don't even remember. All right, well, it doesn't matter. We're not there yet. Because... <laughs> We got uh, Claudette's going to go interview Cleavon by herself. Like Dutch wants in and, you know, she's like, no, I, I you know, I, I started this shit. I'm finishing this shit. So he's like, well, if you need help, you know, say you turn the air conditioning on or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. He, he goes and watches. It's, a code. it's yeah. pretty great. Yeah. I think she gets it. What? <laughs> Like, he has to explain it to her. Like, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's a fucking detective, Dutch. She got, do you want me to turn down the air conditioning? I think she understands what you meant. Um, So the strike team show up to help out Olympic or whatever. And the the Reyes guy, he's all like, hey, strike team, I need you over with me. Come to my precinct. And and Vic's all like, oh, IAD's all over us and shit. And he's like, ah, fuck IAD. Yeah, so, it's like I've had some run-ins with them, whatever. That just means you're getting shit done. Yeah. 
So he wants oh, yeah. these guys bad for his uh, his team because his team is expanding, I guess. Yeah. Um, which is kind of weird. Like, what exactly is the strike team doing right now? Because <laughs> they make mention, like, Kavanaugh says, your former strike team. But yet they still have their own little clubhouse and act like the strike team. So, like, what exactly is their status at this point? I don't know now that you say that because, you know, usually they're out with the gangbangers and stuff. But they don't necessarily just mess around with the gangbangs anymore. They kind of just do whatever's going on. Yeah. Huh. It's very strange. Like, are they a team or are they not at this point? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, But there's like a dead baby and a woman inside, like a little kid. I don't know, maybe two years old, they say, or something. Three. Yeah. Shot. Shot down. <laughs> um, and then there's like. They uh, figure the- it's drug related somehow. Yeah, because there's like a uh, panel missing in the kitchen. So they knew somebody was in the ceiling looking around for something. Yeah. But then they, they killed the kid and shit. Um, Forrest Whitaker is interviewing Ronnie with the lawyer. And he's asking about where, like, his extra money is and, you know. Yeah, he's like, where- I looked at your finances and you want to know what I saw? Ronnie's just like, nothing unusual. And he's like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Like, Ronnie is apparently the one smart guy who actually hid his money well and didn't do anything stupid. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, so Kevin, I was like, I got nothing on you. But, uh, you know, the guy, uh, Vic Mackey has a 65 grand that he can't explain, and it uh, looks like Shane's got some shit, too. So, like, uh, either they are just doing this stuff on the side, not cutting you in, which should make like, you, like, piss you the fuck off. Or you're doing it, and you're just the one person who's smart enough to cover his tracks. Yeah. Uh, we're at the point in this season, Jank, where Forrest Whitaker has zero fucks to give <laughs> at this point. He is just, he is in just complete and total fuck you mode with everybody. And it's, yeah. It is pretty, like, it does make it awkward to watch. You know I feel I mean? like he still has one or two fucks in this episode, but by the next episode, it's just completely out the window, and he is batshit crazy. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, do you, do you watch these last couple episodes, and you kind of, like, it's kind of cringy? Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that. Um, I, I can, yeah, I can 100% see where you're coming with that. Like, it's it's over the top, but I do still like it. Um, but it, I can see how you could be like, yeah, that's the, he's doing too much. This is exquisite yeah. acting. <laughs> oh, it is, yes, it is exquisite <laughs> acting for sure. Um, God, I miss Hollywood Babylon. Oh, I know. Me too. I love that. So you don't, you don't remember Merton? No. All right. So, um, so Ron, like the, the lawyer, Becca Doyle's like, we're fucking done. We're getting the fuck out of here. You're not yeah. you're not going to talk to Ronnie like that. Not my Ronnie. So Ronnie goes down. He tells the strike team what's going on. And Vic tells him, like, oh, hey, I gave I gave Corinne money. And they're like, what? They're like, she's going to fuck shit up, man. And he's like, yeah, yeah. don't worry about it. So like he knew exactly the amount, like 65000 He knew the exact amount. Like, she clearly gave it up to him. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, no, she won't turn on me. <laughs> she told yeah. me. But he's they're all like, well, what about us? Yeah. <laughs> it's not all about you. But this is where we get the theme song, Jank. Bum, ba, bum, ba, bum. 
828. Getting up there. Yeah, what did what did you have in the poll this week? <laughs> um, I had seven and three. Oh, good. <laughs> All right, so they go to arrest uh, Ochoa because they got a they got a lead on Ochoa. My is is the guy who probably killed that woman and that baby. Yeah, she he is the boyfriend of the dead lady. Okay, yeah, he's her boyfriend. Right, right, right. So you know, you know, he knew they know you know whoever was in there knew there were drugs or whatever in the ceiling because the panel's yeah, missing. Yeah. So yeah, so they show they figure, up. Yeah, either it's him or somebody his competition. You know, and he would know who did it theoretically. So one way or another, this guy's gonna know something. Yeah, but he takes off. And uh, I think Shane hip checks, checks him like later on <laughs> yeah. in the alley, right? Yep. Yeah, it's pretty awesome the way he fucking he, he fucking wallops him. Um, Claudette's still in with Cleavon. She's having a little bit of trouble. She comes out. I think he spits on her hair. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, because he's, he's kind of getting into it with like she's dropping the stuff about oh Dutch was at your house and he found this stuff. Like they, you found your murder kit, and like you probably found out about it. And Fatima, you know, you find out that she let him in, and you killed her and stuff. And he's like, nah, nah, man, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he just kind of says that. And so, uh, while while he's watching, like Dutch is in the other room watching, and Tina and Julian come in, like, hey, there's some hits on Fatima's credit card. Um, like Dutch is like, oh, I can't leave. You guys should check into that, see if it probably sounds stolen, but maybe they know what happened to her. Yeah, so yeah, Julian and Maria they they go off looking into this credit card shit. Uh, I can't remember what Claudette says specifically to piss that dude off that he spits at her. I think just like you killed your sister or whatever, and he spits. <laughs> she leaves the room. So then Dutch is out in the hallway, like on the top balcony, like he's like coaching her, like he's Mickey and she's Rocky. And like, come on, man, you gotta eat lightning, you gotta crap thunder, you know, like, he's doing that kind of, it's really, really weird. No like, pain. At one point he picked up like a metal bucket for her to spit in. I don't know. It was weird. That's all I'm saying. It was just very much like Rocky over there. <laughs> yes. Um, so <laughs> while that's going on, Vic's with Becca Doyle and he tells her, yeah, we steal money. We take drugs and sell them, but you know, we, we got to get by. You got to do what you got to yeah. do. She's, he just soft sell it a little bit. He's like, you know, hey, sometimes you know some money would come across our way, and we'd use it to to you know buy the next tip or whatever. And she's like, oh, some of it just went in your pocket. And he's like, yeah, maybe a little bit. So he tries to walk her in slowly into these waters. Yeah. So she's oh, yeah. super angry, but there's this tension. Like the, the next thing I have written down here, Jank, is they're gonna fuck at something. <laughs> they're definitely gonna fuck at some point. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I'm remember sure that they... happens, but I don't remember. I think they do though. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so they get out Choa, they're interviewing him. He's like, it wasn't me, it was Ted some shits. Oh yeah, well that that scene with Becca was pretty good before we move on, because um, he does he does start getting very honest at the end there. He's just like he starts blaming it on the kids. He's like I got these sick kids, and then he's like, you know, I can't really blame it on that. Like it was just easy. <laughs> yeah, and you can tell he's actually like telling the truth for once, and he's just like, yeah, like 
I, I took some for me just because, you know, I could basically. But he's like, I do want to try to do better now. And, like, I, I can be a better cop than that. So I need the second chance. And the only way I get that second chance is if you help me out. So yeah, I'm begging you to stay on. It is a good scene. It is pretty touching. Yeah. She's hot as fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're interviewing Ochoa. And he was like, no, it's Ted some shits. And he's like, that's who killed the kid and the woman. But it turns out, like, isn't Ted some shit's her ex or something like that? Yeah, some shit went to jail and this Ochoa started banging, you know, some shit's lady while he was in jail. And uh, the kid, Ochoa saying that kid wasn't actually his. It was actually some shit's. Uh, They just didn't want him to know that. Yeah. Okay, so now we're back with Claudette. I think she's back in there with, you know, talking to... Uh, Yeah, first I think Dutch talks to her like, hey, the Emmy, you know, examined the body last night and uh, there was no DNA evidence, but uh, he knows it wasn't his best work. He knows he was Russian, so you can probably bluff him into thinking that he left some trace behind. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll use that. So she goes in and tries tries to work that angle a little bit. Yeah. Um... Vic goes to talk to Corinne. <laughs> yeah. She is real pissy about the whole Danny thing. Yeah, I hear you. Which they don't even know for sure that it's his kid, but just the fact that he's a candidate, she's super pissed off about. I don't think Danny's in this episode, right? Uh, no. She was like, she called in sick, I think, they mentioned at one point, because yeah. she's all pissed off about it. But she's in the next episode. Yeah. Okay, but she didn't have the baby yet, so where was, like, that, she couldn't come to work then? (laughs) Yeah, I wonder about that. Like, I wonder if that was just, like, she actually was having morning sickness or, you know, or some kind of complications from pregnancy that she had to stay home. And they just had to write her out, or if they just really didn't have anything for her to do. (laughs) They're just like, whatever. Stay home, put your feet up. Somebody had something for her to do because that girl can't do her job and Danny's job. <laughs> she makes that abundantly clear to everybody. Yeah, well, that that lady got probably a cheaper paycheck than it would cost to have Danny in there, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, Vic goes back. He tells the strike team, hey, I told Becca that we, we're, we're stealing shit. And they're like, are you fucking insane? <laughs> we ain't into this. Like, they're, they are not into this group lawyer shit. No, they're all getting antsy and they want to get their own lawyers. Yeah. Especially Shane. Shane's just like, fuck this. <laughs> but he, like, Kavanaugh calls Shane in and uh, Vic's like, take Becca. And he's like, no, I don't want to. And he's like, no, you're taking her. Yeah. He so takes then, her. Yeah, he does. But he's not happy with how it goes. Because they apparently looked into Shane's finances, too. And I'm not sure how they got all of this stuff. Like... They even mentioned, like, oh, you only have permission to look at his department pay stubs. Anything else, you need a subpoena. But even if he got a subpoena, wouldn't they have to supply it? Like, how could they find every invoice that he has in his house without him knowing it, without him providing it? Yeah. I I don't know, maybe credit card? Like, oh, you bought this at the Home Depot? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I would have some of it, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, strange. 
It is weird though. Like I'd be worried too because you know Shane does. Shane doesn't seem like the kind of cop that makes enough money to buy a six hundred thousand dollar piece of property and then build <laughs> on it. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of. You know, that's a big investment at that point. Yeah. Does he look like? Unless, unless does he is doing really well as a realtor. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> you better be selling well, like Bieber's mansion and shit. <laughs> Apparently he did a better job of trying to hide the money than I would have thought Shane would, because I would have thought Shane just completely did nothing. But apparently at least tried, and uh, he did a fairly good job, except for the fact that there's like no money left over after all the money that they spend on these big ticket items. Like, yeah, like, what are you using to get by? And he's like, uh, you know, <laughs> we just we, we sort it out. We scrape by. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, nope, that's not a good answer. I would I would bury all my money. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good plan. In mashed potatoes though. <laughs> now all of a sudden the plan is important. Weird. It yeah. means something. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you care, but Ladybugs is now on Amazon Prime. I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything, but I got a lot of balls. You ever see that movie? No, no, I never did. Oh. That Rod seems like something show. right up your alley, like nineties movie. Yeah, you think I would have saw that when I was a kid, but I just didn't for some reason. Oh, it's terrible and awesome at the same time. <laughs> it is. All right, so um, where are we at here, Jank? Uh, let's see. So he tells the strike team about that, and he's like, Becca, you're not my lawyer anymore, blah, blah, oh, blah. Yeah. Um, so then they get a shots fired call at the address that the strike team just left. Um, so they get to check that out, and Kavanaugh calls it Lem. He wants to talk to Lem now. Yeah. So then they arrest this drug dealer guy who they want him to, like, call Ochoa. Yeah. And this guy wants (laughs) (laughs) $25,000. It's so weird, man. Like, I don't know. Is that how it works? Like, I've never been mixed up. But you, you you were in the drug business for a while. Like... Can you barter with the cops and, like, tell them, like, oh, I want 10K to rat on my boys? Is that how that works? I don't know. Like, I guess if they don't have anything on him, I guess he can ask for all the money he wants because, you know, they can't do anything else. Like, then he just won't help. They, I don't know that they can force you to go along with their undercover plan if, you know, unless they're holding a charge over you. You you set trip, didn't you? you didn't you set trip? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, all right. It's when, when you turn on your own. Oh, okay. And you're set tripping. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I think that's what Dr. Dre said. Anyways, um, <laughs> where are we at here? Okay, so Forrest Whitaker is talking to Aceveda now about Antoine Mitchell, Juan Lozano, Oh, money, no. all that kind of thing. He thinks, like, Acevedo's like, oh, you you like conspiracy theories, huh? You into that kind of shit. But, <laughs> but yeah, Forrest Whitaker. Oh, yeah, Forrest Whitaker basically put all the pieces together. He doesn't know exactly about the cum-tum, but everything else, the <laughs> fact that, like, Acevedo met with Antoine Mitchell and then Juan Lozano got killed, like, he put all that together and he knows exactly what the fuck happened. Yeah. He's so crazy, but then, like, he's a good cop but he's also not yeah, he's, a cop. he's just narrow so like his focus is just incredible <laughs> well let's just say like 
okay, like he his investigative skills are top notch, but his people skills are non-existent. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, they're non-existent. <laughs> um, Vic needs money. Vic needs money, so he goes to Aceveda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to rubber stamp that 25k as a reward, so yeah. that they can get that guy to help. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know. And they're like, oh, we need it. Like, people are going to die. And he's like, fine. But then, oh, yeah, yeah, there's another good part about that uh, scene with Kavanaugh and uh, Aceveda, though. Because he's bringing up, like, hey, how did Be- how did Mackie even know about Terry working for Justice? And we find out that Aceveda does think it was Gilroy. So he was on the right track there, too. He's like, yeah, I was always pretty sure it was Gilroy. Yeah. But uh, Kavanaugh's like, no, I'm pretty sure it was you. <laughs> you probably got to cut the money train, all that 65000 that they got, like... It's like what? What are you talking about? Yeah, it is, I don't know, man. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it's so awkward and uncomfortable <laughs> to be a part of. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I would not like to talk to him for any amount of time, not even like a minute. I'm just like, oh, this is the worst. You know, you're talking about Forrest Whitaker or Kavanaugh? <laughs> Kavanaugh. I'm sure Forrest Whitaker is a fine gentleman. Would you talk about this or Star Wars? Ah, uh, this. Definitely yeah. this. <laughs> so, Aceveda, like, he, he gets he gets a hold of Lem. Yeah. He tells Lem what's going on. He's like, listen, Forrest Whitaker's case is strong against you, man. <laughs> Super strong. The mayor's office is involved in shit. Like somebody's getting, somebody's going down. There's too many people invested for somebody to not go down for this. <laughs> Which I don't, I think he's kind of lying. I don't think the case is that strong. He's just trying to tell Lem that because his, now that his ass is on the line, he's got to convince Lem to, you know, seal this thing off right now. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's that is it's just so he doesn't go down too because he had no, he knows he had no part of this, so he just wants the strike team to go down. He's like, I'll work out a deal so you all just get one year of jail time. That's it. Yeah. And I was like, go spit. <laughs> and he's like, you're you're a fucking idiot, man. I can do this. And Lim's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> Looking um, back, that probably would have been better for everyone. <laughs> Okay, so the strike team, they go, they're camped out at Ted some ship's house. They're waiting for some shit to get home. Mm-hmm. So he, well, no, he's not coming home. He's meeting, he's, he's going yeah, he's to meet meeting somebody. Burnout. Yeah, he's going to that burnout guy's house to uh, to pick up the drugs or have a, you know, a drug deal. Yeah. But he goes to the wrong door. He goes <laughs> to the wrong, and he takes this woman hostage. Yeah. So... Oh my god, this is so stupid. <laughs> That's all right. No, so the strike it's not. team, strike team, and the the poli- the citywide unit that Paul Reyes is running. They're like, well, we got to get in there somehow. So I guess Reyes was in the military, so he sets up this you know C four on uh, the wall behind this guy, and then they blow it up, and then that takes the guy down, and they kind of tackle him and get him away from the lady. I don't know that he wouldn't have shot her. <laughs> I hear you, but come on, dude. <laughs> you you got C4 there, mm-hmm. and then you're just going to blow... That doesn't work like that. There's no way that would have worked like that. Uh, I feel like they did done they, things. They like have no idea if that lady's not sitting right against that wall or whatever. 
Uh, yeah, they could probably hear, I guess. But, okay. She got blown <laughs> across the room some somewhat. Like she was all yeah. fucking staggering off in the corner and shit. It's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna blow everybody up with with explosives in a residential neighborhood on a whim. <laughs> There's no way. It's so stupid. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's exactly police procedure. Yeah. So, anyways, they arrest some shits and they take him back, and he's like, uh, "Oh, by the way, that that was your kid you killed." Yeah. And he's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't believe it, but then he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> apparently he's bad at doing the math of when that would have been conceived. Um, Reyes and Vic, they get together. Reyes is like, uh, yeah, it's going to be a no-go on the strike team coming over to my district. And Vic's all like, oh, that's cool, because uh, we like it here anyways. Yeah. yeah. He has to kind of put his tail between his legs and pretend like he didn't want it anyway. Um, which, I mean, it's sad for the strike team. And then, he, obviously, Vic, we haven't mentioned it in a while because they haven't brought it up, but Vic is still on a clock here where he's going to be kicked out in four months. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they so, haven't really mentioned that at all. Yeah, they kind of haven't had time to deal with that, but his his time is short. So even if he got put to that new place, he might have only been there for a couple of months. Unless he can sort that out, which maybe he will. We, uh, Joy, or Joy and... Oh, uh, but I do want to say about that scene. Um, I did think, even this time, I was like, I, I know they obviously don't end up going there, but I was like, I couldn't remember exactly why. And I kind of thought, even this time, like, oh, is this a prank by that Paul Reyes? Because they got beaten in softball. They're like, we're going to say we're going to bring you in, but then we're not. Ha ha, fuck you. Uh-huh. No, no, it's, it's, it's in good faith. Like, this guy did want to bring them over. It's just the IED thing screwed him. Okay. Yeah, I would I would imagine that's pretty heavy stink to have. Yeah, especially when like he was he was kind of like surprised that Kavanaugh actually set up in the bar and he's like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> Never seen that before. So, all right. So they find Cleveland's sister, uh, Julian and Maria. Maria. They find her. She's like barricaded in a hotel room. Like I don't know. Yeah, just bathroom. screaming in the bathroom, like in the bathtub. So weird. Um, <laughs> so they they basically get her to fake like take some photos that she's dead. And yeah. Claudette goes in. He's showing uh, Cleavon. This is where he spits on her because that's what I have written down. Yep. He spits on her here. He doesn't. I, I said earlier he spit on her, but he, he no. It's here he spits in her face because he's like I wouldn't do that and he's like well you did it I mean this is your MO it looks just like your handiwork and he's like I, I I'd never kill my sister she was a person <laughs> so <laughs> she leaves and Dutch is coaching her again you know what I mean and he's yeah like, come on you can do this it's like one last push like we're getting close I can tell like yeah. all you gotta do is get in there and just give him one more little nudge and, and we'll have this thing wrapped up and she's like I I can't do it <laughs> like He's like, like uh, you can do it, Claudette. She's yeah. Like, just look at me. And he's like, and then he like turns like, he's like, you're a fucking pussy. You started this. You didn't want me to fucking coddle you and shit. So get the fuck up and get the fuck in there and arrest this motherfucker. Yeah. He's like, you yelled at me for letting your illness get in the way. And now you're fucking doing it. So, yeah. no, you get the fuck back in there and close this thing before yep. he kills Fatima or some other woman or you. And he's like, and it'll be your fault. Yeah. yeah. He is he is wicked harsh, but 
it's it's what she needed. She got back in there, and then immediately it kind of starts going bad though. She's like starts bleeding from the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Cleavon's kind of been on to her for a while now. He's like, oh, you're sick, ain't you? Like, that's why you cut your hair. And so now he sees her bleeding out the nose, and he's like, oh shit, like I I, I know got your number now. So Dutch goes in there once the nosebleed starts happening. He's like, he tries to pull her out. Like now he's like, oh shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> you gotta yeah. get out of here. But she's like, no, I'm staying. <laughs> yeah, she just closes the door on him. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty badass. Yep. Um, Vic and Corinne meet at a restaurant, like this old pizza joint. He tells her, listen, tell Forrest Whitaker everything you know. Don't hold back and get yourself a good lawyer. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about me. I'll, I'll figure my own shit out. This is my problem. You just get yourself clear of everything. Uh, Ronnie tells Lemon Shane he hates having Becca Doyle as their lawyer, says they should all get their own lawyer, so that there's four, like, there's four people poking holes through Forrest Whitaker's bullshit. Yeah, which isn't isn't a bad idea. That does make sense to me. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that does make sense. Except they're all probably going to, you know, all, every lawyer is going to be like, squeal on your teammates. Yeah. Point the finger at them. (laughs) You didn't do anything. Um, this is finally, so we're back now, uh, you know, we talked just a minute ago about, uh, Claudette bloody nose, she shuts the door, so, you know, she's still, like, harping on Cleveland, you know, this is you, you did this, you know, whatever, so eventually he, like, he finally confesses. Yeah. Yeah. At least to killing all those other women, he's like, yeah, they were nothing, like, that doesn't even count as killing, because they weren't even people. Yeah. But my sister, she was, you know, she was real, I'd never kill her. Yeah. And Claudette says something like, you're going to hell. (laughs) Well, I think, no, no, she doesn't say it. They just kind of walk out. But then they find, you know, if he sees Fatima, she's downstairs in the bullpen, just kind of screaming, like, your soul's going to burn in hell, Cleavon, but I'll come visit you. (laughs) Till then. (laughs) Yeah. It's fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? They're brother and sister. Yeah. And uh, so they're walking him out. They're, like, trying to get him in a room where he can calm down. But uh, Claudette's a little bit in front by the stairs and just, pew, passes the fuck out and falls right down the stairs. Yeah, it's a pretty hard fall, man. She rolls, like, you know, 13, 14 stairs deep. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they filmed that, to be honest. Like I don't either. It looks like you were putting her through a lot there. It's yeah. hard to fake that. Like, even, like... <laughs> Even at the end, like, when she's just laying on the step, that don't look comfy. No. Her neck was at, like, the weirdest angle where you're just like, oh, shit, that's broke. (laughs) She ain't getting up. (laughs) I'll tell you what, though. The look on her face, though, calm. Yeah. Peaceful. Like, oh, this is, I could sleep. (laughs) Yep. I'm getting paid to sleep right now. This is the best job I ever had. Yeah. So everybody's like, call a paramedic. We need a paramedic. And Dutch is like, don't touch her. And then that's where it ends, man. Boom. Dutch kind of just he pulls back and is just like shaking. Like, he's like, oh, fuck. I just killed her. Like, this is my fault. Yeah, they thought Cleavon pushed her down the stairs, but he did not. No, she just went out. She yeah. just, you know, she did get pushed too far. Even though he did try to pull her out and it was kind of on her. But still, I'm sure he would blame himself for the rest of the time if she died there. Yeah. Well, she died, you know, doing a good case. <laughs> she died doing what she loved. Yeah. Walking downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Shutting the door in Dutch's face. 
so yeah, chasing that's, a chicken around the yard. That, that's the end, man. <laughs> yeah, it sure was. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna have to wait a little bit to find out what's up with Claudette because they really don't mention her much in the next episode. No, they don't. <laughs> so yeah, but we'll we'll get there eventually. Um, I guess as far as this episode goes, let's get into the best quotes. All right. Uh, yeah, I went nine out of ten though on this episode. I don't know how you feel, but I oh. thought this was a super strong episode. Yeah, I agree. Um, the stuff that the strike team was investigating is probably you know the weaker part. Like I didn't really care about some shit at all. <laughs> no, I hear you, but still, it was nice to see them working with that other team though. That was cool. And the dynamic, obviously the Kavanaugh inter- interrogating them stuff was always good. Yeah, it was very good. Um. Well, the first quote I have is right at the end of the episode when, after Claudette pl- plummets down the stairs, Cleveland's all, who's going to hell now? Yeah. Yeah, he, he's cold as fuck. He don't care. <laughs> this guy is, yeah, has no feelings whatsoever. Yeah. Except about Fatima, I guess, so that's something. Yeah, at least he has one connection, but everybody yeah. else just meet. Um, let's see, I had one... When uh, Vic is talking to Corinne, because it reminded me of a quote we liked from season one as well, where where uh, he was, she was trying to, you know, he wanted her to hide from Gilroy, and he's just like, can't you just do nothing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in this episode, she's like, what did you want me to do? And he just says, nothing. I wanted you to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that he just never seems to get that that message. Yeah. <laughs> well. Um, what else do we got here? Uh, earlier on when Vic's talking to Becca Doyle, and he, you know, where he's like, you know, I need a second chance. I'm not the same person now. And then she's like, why? Because you got caught. And it's like, burn. <laughs> Sick burn. Sexy lady. <laughs> yeah. She does. She knows what's up, this Becca Doyle. Yeah, she's she's no dummy. <laughs> Um, let's see, when, at the beginning of the episode when Kavanaugh wants to see, uh, Ronnie, uh, she's just, he's just like, uh, Vic's like, no, 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 wait for his, for, for, wait for his lawyer, and then he says, why don't you tickle your balls on the, on your own time? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have any other quotes. Well, I got one more quote, but I'm saving that for later. Oh, okay. Yeah, the only other thing I had was when, uh. Aceveda and Kavanaugh were talking, and Kavanaugh's listing all these things that he thinks, you know, Aceveda did. And Aceveda's like, yeah, it was also the fifth Beatle. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a good one. Aceveda's sassy, man. You don't want to mess yeah. with that. That's my sass. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, you need a stinger for it. He's got political power. He's kind of witty. He takes it in the mouth I mean, what else do you really want you know what i'm saying <laughs> i don't know you can't ask for more than that that's what i'm saying all right uh let's do the Kristen bell best guest star award um i went with reyes yeah me too paul ben victor is his name yeah paul reyes now he's been in a ton shit ton of things but the thing i know him from is he was on, I don't know, I think maybe two, three, four episodes of NYPD Blue. 
Yeah, I saw that on the IMDb. And he was a CI on there, okay? And he was so shady as fuck. Like, (laughs) he'd come in and try to, like, he's always working an angle and stuff. Like, he's a real, just a real, like, shitty-ass fucking, like, sleazy person on there. And he was always awesome. Like, oh, hey, oh, I I didn't mean to overstep my bounds. Hey, how you doing? Oh, like, he was real, like, I don't know. He, He was awesome on there. Yeah, this guy's great. He's he's been in like everything. I was looking at his IMDb. It's like literally he's been in everything you could imagine. Um, I, I guess especially like uh, he's got a history with Michael Chiklis. It seems because he was on a couple episodes of The Commish, yeah. and then also that Three Stooges movie that I like to talk about a lot that uh, Michael Chiklis played Curly in. Um, he was the guy who played Mo. So, oh, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I don't I don't see a Mo coming out of that kind of guy. Really? Because if you give him the haircut, like the the mo haircut, it really it did look really good. Oh no no, I I could see him looking like Mo. I don't see him personality wise like Mo. <laughs> Why I oughta like I don't see that kind of thing with him. I could totally see that. Mm-hmm. And I did. Well, yeah, I was gonna say you did. <laughs> did you ever see that movie Streaming? Which, uh, like, I know. I was kind of considering uh, picking that for the, the palate cleanser, actually, because it seems very apropos this season, especially wow. with the two of them being in an episode together. Um, wow. It's not, like, streaming free, but it's, you know, three-buck rental or something. Like oh, I'll pay three bucks. I don't yeah, know. that ain't bad. All right, we'll do that then. The three. What's it called? Three Stooges? I think it's just called The Three Stooges, yeah. Not the one with Will Sasso. <laughs> no. <laughs> very different. Like is this a is this a slapsticky comedy or is this more like a biopic? Yeah, it's a biopic. Uh, yeah. about their lives. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty it's 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 pretty good from what I remember. I love the Stooges. Hell yeah, yeah me I too. Um. Also, too, I got Jimmy Johnson in here. <laughs> oh shit! As a guest star, do you know who Jimmy Johnson is? The Super Bowl coach of the Dallas Cowboys who now does like the Fox pregame show every Sunday. Yeah, I didn't know he was in here. He was in the cage. He had like a big bushy white beard with like a crazy white hair mane going on and he yelled something at somebody. Because as soon as he yelled it, I was like, was that Jimmy Johnson? Because his voice is very recognizable. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, and I, I so I looked in IMDb and like, yeah, that was him. He's not the one who was like, uh, oh, they killed a kid. I'd give you money for that. Maybe. Because <laughs> that didn't look like Jimmy Johnson to me. All right. Let me see. Jimmy <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> the, I, can't remember what, I can't remember what he said. <laughs> but All right. This is the part of the show where we Google things. Yeah. Wow. Terry is the guy you're looking for. That's his line, apparently. The prisoner with the white beard who interrupts Dutch and is yelling that Terry is the guy you are looking for is played by Jimmy Johnson. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I don't huh. remember what he said, but... Or, you I was know, wondering why that was even, like, why that guy was screaming. Like, that went nowhere. Like, yeah. there was no point to that. Maybe yeah. It was just like, we want to get Jimmy Johnson in here somewhere. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because well, he, he was on a TV run a little bit, I think, back then. Because he, he was on a season of Survivor, too. Like, oh, oh, yeah, I do remember that. I yeah, never saw so, 
I think he was just like, hey, you know, I'm on Fox, I'm on Survivor, I might as well hit the fucking cable networks now. <laughs> yeah. The I want to be on all the networks. I want to get my SAG card. He's going to be on the Playboy channel. Breasts, I might as well get my SAG card. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Good catch. All righty. All right. Uh, who do you have for MVP of the episode? I went with Claudette for solving the Cleavon case and then almost dying. Yeah, I agree. That's a it's a pretty strong performance by her, pulling all that off and then just like just seeing how much she has to push through everything that's going on with her and yeah, managing to pull this one off even though it cost her dearly as we can see by the end of the episode. But yeah, it's it's that's all you could want out of a person on the show really. No, did, above and beyond. Is Cleavon like? Did he ever go and do other things? Like, is like, oh, that's the dude that was on the wire or whatever, that kind of thing. Oh, uh, we talked about last week that he was on Breaking Bad a little bit. Oh, uh, that's when he right, his right. guys. But beyond that, I mean, I haven't seen him in a whole lot. He's a pretty good actor. Yeah. He's, got like a, he's got that psychopath kind of vibe going to him. I thought he was solid. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, and they really—I right. mean, he's—he's he's been pretty recurring. He's been in like two episodes this season, two episodes last season, so he's got more some time. I'm guessing we're done with him at this point. I think so. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I can't see why they would bring him back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never know. Like they sometimes bring people back, like that episode where they brought Marcy back way after, because like they needed a statement or something like that. But who's Marcy? I uh, remember Bob and Marcy, the people who, like, fooled oh, her. Oh, had her in the, the trunk the whole time. The arm. Yeah. Yeah. She's <laughs> called Dutch Daddy. Yep. Or whatever. Okay. Sorry, Daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yes. <laughs> Look at that. I remember that. I don't remember us talking about uh, Cleveland last week. <laughs> That's all right. I don't have to remember everything. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, I also had Claudette. But I did want to give a special shout out a little bit, uh, tip of the cap to Ronnie uh, for also, you know, being the one smart person in this group and doing things right. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he doesn't get rewarded for it. I but wonder, Or like, you know, a little bit before you called or whatever, I was like, I used to bag on Ronnie the whole time. But like, Ronnie's like pretty solid. Yeah. He's kind of the most stable of the group. Like he's yeah. the level headed. Yes, exactly. He's the one who's not going to go to either extreme. He's just going to put his head down, do his work, and do things the right way. Yeah. Make sure he doesn't get caught. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do our next award, which is the Vendrell Cup for the biggest fuck-up. Um, well, I went with Vic. Oh. And the reason I picked Vic was... For not telling his lawyer everything, and then <laughs> telling his lawyer everything, but then not telling the strike team he was going to tell the lawyer everything. It's almost <laughs> like he's keeping everybody in the dark, and they're all pissed about it. That is true. So he's like, you know, everybody's pissed at him. Yeah, he's always been such a good, like, strong leader, but it seems like this season, now that the pressure is really mounting, it's just like, well, you're kind of fucking up here, bud. Yeah, he's definitely fucking up. Everybody's kind of busy. Like they're, you know, they're all like we're starting to see a crack going again. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, they're all starting to like we should get our own lawyers. Like fuck Vic, 
He ain't looking out for us. We got to look out for us. I think we talked about this, you know, before where, like, he should be telling Becca these things because she's going to find out about it. Yes. He's going to go to court and shit. She's going to know everything. So there's no point in not telling her about these things. Yeah, because the best way for her to defend you is for her to know every little thing. Then she knows what not to bring up or talk about or how to divert questioning or whatever. Yeah, what landmines she's got to avoid. But yeah. She's not going to know about it if she just keeps getting sandbagged. Lord, trust your lawyer for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, she can't tell anyone anything. It's all privileged. So what did uh, what do you got down for the? Uh... Um, that is a good call. I went with uh, some shit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> for murdering his own daughter without yeah. even realizing. <laughs> That's the kind of fuck up you'll remember for the rest of your life. And be like, yeah. oh man, I fucked up. <laughs> you definitely fucked up. <laughs> So that was my answer for this one. Um, let's do the Dumpy Award for the worst part of the episode. Oh, I went with some shit right here. Here's where I went with <laughs> yeah. What was her name? That it was brutal. So terrible that when he yelled that <laughs> fucking that line, it's so bad. Like they tell him, oh, you killed your daughter. And he's like, I wouldn't kill my daughter. If I knew. If I knew. Yeah, it's it, that that whole fucking fuck that guy. That whole scene was terrible. I didn't it like was. That. I didn't like that scene at all. No, a lot of those actors weren't very good. Like the one guy, I remember, like his brother got shot, and he's like sitting there kind of cry eyed. Oh yeah, very good either. Yeah, that guy was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was definitely some bad uh, bad actors in there. Yeah. Who's it acting? <laughs> um, for me, I had. I'm st- I'm a little bit iffy on the whole telling Cleavon like oh hey your sister was found and she was strangled thing as being a way to close this case because like there's never been any like history of him having blackouts or being you know breaks with reality or something like that so if someone was like hey we found your sister last night you killed her I'd be like no I definitely don't remember doing that <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> it seems strange that he would be like, oh, I guess I did. Like, no. <laughs> I think you would know if that happened. Yeah. Unless you're a person who has chronic, you know, mental problems, but there's been no history of that mentioned on the show, so. That's a good point. <laughs> Unless they're trying to get him to believe someone else murdered her. <laughs> <laughs> And did it the exact same way he would have. Like, there's two stranglers going on at the same time. Like, that's that's a pretty far stretch right there. He was an Asian. He looked Asian. Huh, all right. All right. So, I guess let's do our, uh, our casting segment now. Who would they be? If they weren't on the shield. God damn it, Jank. I I sometimes spend more time trying to figure out these stupid fucking cartoon characters than I do like watching an actual episode and taking notes and shit. <laughs> I hate I hate these cartoon characters. God damn it, the Ryan, I fucking hate it. <laughs> We're almost done. Oh. And God. then Oh, here let me pull the curtain back for a second and let everybody know. Over the weekend last week, I get a, I get a message on Facebook from Jank. 
oh, hey, instead of doing two, we're going to do three this week. And I'm like, <laughs> why, why? We're amping things up? Like, I thought, like, we'd be coming to a close here. Nope. We got so many characters and so few episodes that we got to step things up this week. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's do, uh, let's start with Ronnie. Because we've not done Ronnie yet this season. So I figured it's a good time to do him. Uh, who? How many do you have for Ronnie? I, I guess two, but neither, none. <laughs> I'll tell you who Ronnie really is. Ronnie okay. is Billy from the Saw movies. I mean, we've discussed this already, but he's got that concentric circle on his cheeks, just like Billy <laughs> on the tricycle. That's who Ronnie is. I, Ronnie's hard to put into a cartoon. So the first thing I put in was Snarf. Um, <laughs> you know who Snarf is? Yeah, yes. He's just kind of like the loyal whatever, but it's at the same time, it's like a cat, so you don't really care if it's around. <laughs> That's fair. Loyal to the end. But it's a cat. <laughs> I don't know. I like what, it. What do you got? Um, you're better first, at this. You're more you're more well versed in, in 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 the cartoons than I am. Uh, somewhat, not not a whole lot, but um, the first one I came up with uh, was Millhouse from The Simpsons. <laughs> huh. Like uh, the rest of the strike team is Bart, and Roddy's <laughs> just kind of Millhouse, who's never gonna be as cool. <laughs> and sometimes he just says weird shit, like uh, like Millhouse is just like, my mom says I'm cool. Right, <laughs> just like yeah, I shop at that discount store. <laughs> like, oh, you should have kept that to yourself, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was a good episode, though. Or, that was a good episode. <laughs> yeah. So to me, Ronnie is Millhouse. All right. Um, the only other one I have down is Kenny. <laughs> he's part of the group but you don't ever really hear from him he just kind of sits there he doesn't ever say anything if he that's does, perfect <laughs> yeah. yep they have not killed him yet on the show but not you know, yet. there's still time <laughs> definitely time alright who do you got um, the next one I had was Donatello from the Ninja Turtles. Oh. Um, if, if there's any one of the strike team who would do machines, it's Ronnie. Like, he's, he's the smart one. He's the one who knows computers and stuff. So he's kind of their tech guy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, is Donatello a tech guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was the one who made, like, the turtle van and the turtle blimp and all that stuff. Uh, see, I, yeah, I don't remember any of that. It's been so long since I read the turtles. Oh. I just it's, remember it's, Donatello was the bow staff. Yep. That's how I remember it. Yeah, he's got all the smarts and the bow staff. That's pretty good. Yeah, the bow staff's pretty badass. Yeah, it's, not it's so long. <laughs> I, mean, I was, you know, Michelangelo. That's hell yeah. That's who I like. Uh, right. Let's see who I else got did I have. Else. Um, I also had Two Face from Batman the Animated Series. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> One side of his face got all burny. I was like, oh, maybe Freddy Krueger has a cartoon. That's Ronnie. But, ah, Two-Face is perfect. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That's the answer. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep, that's the answer. He is (laughs) Two-Face. He's a good guy. He's a bad guy. (laughs) A little bit of all of the above. (laughs) 
fucked up face on the one side. And the other one I had, uh, similar to Millhouse, um, I went with Stewart from Beavis and Butthead. Oh, Stewart. The winger yep. shirt. Yeah, the guy in the winger shirt. Yeah. He's never going to be as cool as Beavis and Butthead in their yeah. actual like, metal shirt. It's like, nope. Here's the fucking kid in the winger shirt. <laughs> I forgot about Stewart. Holy fuck. <laughs> Man, it's been a while since I watched that, too. Oh, that show was so good. It was good. I still bust that out time in here. here is it there. still good? Like, does it hold up? Yeah, I think it's still great. All right. Fair enough. All right. So that's what I got for that one. Um, should we do another one here or save it for the next episode? I'm, I'm going to let you make that call, man. <laughs> All right. Let's do one more here. All right. Um, and we'll save the special announcement about our contest until next episode. So stay okay. tuned for that. Oh, yeah. I'd like to know it. <laughs> is, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do Billings. Captain cool. Billings. <laughs> How he got to be captain, no one really knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> um, I went with Spritel from Speed Racer. <laughs> like, he's always like in the middle of everything like he's in he's always involved with the action but he's always kind of hiding and like cowardly about it like you <laughs> know Spritel's a little kid he's got chim chim with him so they're always like hiding in the trunk or you know they're, they're you know they're in the bush or whatever that's kind of billings like billings is always he's part of the mix but he's always in the background like making sure i'm not in any line of danger or whatever but i'm here yeah, trying to pass the buck like he's there but he's not really going to be in charge vic's going to be in charge yeah and he's not really in harm's way either I, no. i'll be there about two minutes after everything goes down and then tell everybody later on i was on the front line <laughs> yep uh, i want a spritel that makes sense i like it um uh, my first one i had was did you ever watch freakazoid never heard of freakazoid oh it was the best that show is so good um it was a 90s cartoon show the same people who did like tiny tunes and animaniacs all that stuff um but it was about this guy freakazoid it was like a superhero um so it was a superhero type show but it was very funny oh there was a, a police sergeant on that show, Sergeant Cosgrove, voiced by Ed Asner, uh, who was just, he was fucking great. <laughs> like, he was like, the, you know, his main police contact guy, but like, he was never there to really do police things. Like, usually there'd be some kind of crime happening, and then he'd just be like, hey, Freakazoid, you want to go to the Museum of Jellies? <laughs> and he'd be like, do I? And then they would go on this excursion to this museum and not, you know, forget about the crime for a couple hours. So to me, that's uh, Billy. It's like, yeah, like he's not that interested. He's more interested in like the snack machines and stuff and the actual police work. Huh. A lot of diversions with him and not so much doing your actual job. I kind of, now I kind of remember this character. Like, I don't know who he is, but now I'm looking at him like, yeah, I kind of remember that from the 90s being on like a T-shirt or maybe I saw it on a commercial. Yeah. God, I, that show is so good. Is it like... Well, it's a kids show, right? It's not like a, it's not a Ren and Stimpy. It's more for kids. Yeah, it's it's for kids, but I think as an adult you'll still like it. I mean, it's not like Beavis and Butthead good, but <laughs> it's it's still really good and very clever. Is it Ren and Stimpy good? 
Uh, you know what? I didn't ever watch much Ren and Stimpy because I didn't have cable, so. Ah, that hurts. Yeah, it was a real kick in the pants. Yeah. All right. Um, the only other thing I got down is Dopey. <laughs> the Snow White movie. I don't know. I'm so bad at these cartoons. <laughs> I like it. Next, we got we got to do something easier next season. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to figure out what the heck we're gonna do there. I'm so bad at these. Um, I just had two more for Billings. Um, the next one, this is more just I think I went with Homer Simpson because oh. you know, <laughs> yeah, he really to me Billings like David Marciano, the guy who plays Billings, he looks so much like uh you know Dan Castellaneta that I just I think I had to pick him just for that reason. <laughs> How do you know what Dan Castellaneta looks like? Oh, uh, you've never seen him on like talk shows or anything like that. I don't believe so. I'm gonna look him up. Dan. He's been in a couple of movies and stuff like that. Uh, he's, he uh, he's like a bug Billings. Holy yeah, God. he really does. That's why I was like, oh, he's definitely Homer Simpson because they look practically identical. Huh? Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, I would never know who that guy is. Like, I wouldn't even have remembered who voiced Homer Simpson. Ooh. Yeah. That's all burned into my brain forever, I think, <laughs> because I used to love that show so goddamn much. Go! <laughs> I still have a bunch of, like, the talking uh, toys and play sets that yeah. are in my parents' basement. Yeah. Are they worth money? I would imagine. I don't know. They might be. Probably not, though. <laughs> That's my luck. Um, and the other one I had for Billings was Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Like he, <laughs> yep. He would definitely be the guy cowering the corner when there's a drive-by going on. Yeah. Instead of helping. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Shaggy's <laughs> probably the right answer. Yeah. Oh, it made a lot of sense to me. Oh, he's Groundskeeper Willie too. I see. Yeah, and Grandpa and. <laughs> oh, Grandpa. <Russia>. Awesome. <laughs> I like Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> My day, Nichols had pictures of bumblebees on him. Give me five bees for a quarter, you'd say. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. All right. Yep, that's all I got. Me too. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, we'll see you again on Wednesday for another episode, a very special episode of The Shield that we'll be talking about. Um, Until then... Bye, motherfuckers. Bye. Hey, Mo! Your sister's ass really tastes as sweet as Alvarez here says it does. He wants to know what your mama's putting in the cold muffin. <laughs> <laughs>